0: Well, hello there. It is Monday,
1: April 18th. Yes, it is. And another Corporate Talk Monday. Just like, you know, the weather. We're predictable. Oh, well, no, <laughs> the weather's unpredictable. So
2: <laughs> we're not like the weather.
1: <laughs> um, welcome to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. We are broadcasting live from a secure bunker here in Cincinnati. And the mission is of our show to use all of our collaborative skills. Yes. To make a difference in the world, even if we're only one person.
2: Right, because everyone you touch, you make a
1: difference with. Right, Right. and in corporate, the the theme is, are you out of your mind? There's nothing you can do. And I (laughs) learned the hard way, if you think one person cannot make a difference, just think about Paul Revere. So we're God. thinking of, uh, again with the Paul Revere. Again with the Paul Revere. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny, right? Um, we're just about at our four-year anniversary.
2: I can't believe it. Because every time we look at Anna Lynn, she was
1: born... She was born right around our first show. Yeah, she was born, like,
2: just a couple days before our first
1: and, show. And, um, you know, that means, I don't know, somewhere around 200 shows. And that means somewhere around, you know, 100 and... 75 guests. And, um, I didn't even think about that. That's a nice little stat. And it's a nice metric. The guests we have support the mission. They're making a difference in the world, even if they're only one person. Okay. They are. Um, we're booked out now through almost September, October. Oh, we're into November. We're into November. Yeah. Um, so we're gaining traction
2: yeah, because we were just at the publicity summit in New York City. And, and you we know, met a whole ton of new people.
1: Right. We, when we go to the publicity summit, we are invited. We actually speak there. We represent. We were, um, we were speaking alongside, uh, Pablo, I say Pablo you were Cruz. i going to say Pablo that's, Cruz,
0: that's I that's know, because
2: you always get the wrong.
1: From 2020. <laughs> And, you know, it's funny, right? So our we had a receiving line to come on our show. We did. A lot longer. It's sort of like, oh, standards a little too high, Pablo, you know? <laughs> but anyway. And so
2: are ours.
1: Right. Everyone we meet. We are welcoming. Uh, everybody has an A game, right? Oh, Your thing is unbelievable, um, unbelievable. we all have gifts to bring. Let us help you share them. Oh, that's them. nice. Yeah. Right? I do believe that. Um, so, and I saw
2: you looking at a little bit of
1: poetry today. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm saving you're this kind of a poet. I'm <laughs> saving this for uh, for our guests. For our guest, yeah. Um, I, I want to mention also that um, this show airs live again in twelve hours, basically for the other side of the planet. So it's actually a replay. Right. Well, okay, it's a replay for yeah. the other side of the planet. Yes. Um it's a global world, it's a global market. We have global guests, right? We, we do. We're collaborating with former guests from Sri Lanka, from Australia. Um, the world is moving, right? Let's get on board. It is. Uh, okay, so briefly, great work. Last week, you were a... Keynote speaker, not a speaker, hello, a keynote speaker. It was
2: very fun at the Wedding Professionals of Columbus Association. Yes. Yeah. Speaking about the fear of stepping into the spotlight. And they were very, very nice. They were a great group, a welcoming group. I had a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, it was good. You were
2: there too. You had a lot of fun. They were
1: listening. I was, I, I looked in the eye of every single person in the audience. <laughs> and they were looking at you.
2: They were. Yeah. So no, that was it was good. really good. It was um, really good. And what was cool was, right, that they set it all up like a wedding. So you could see the linens and then they had music and you remember the food? It was, it was fantastic. We wanted to get married all over again.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we, we did. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We did. We definitely did. So, you know, we're really happy to be here. Yes. We are really proud that we know and meet pretty much every one of our guests. And today, today is no exception. Today is no exception. Um, I'm very excited about today. You okay. That right. So, yes, I would love at this point, finally, mm. to introduce our very special guest, author, writer, facilitator, mother, poet, and many, 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 many other things, but... One that is not only talented, but also making a difference. We would like to introduce Annette Genuzzi. Annette, are you there? I am here. Excellent.
3: Good afternoon. Hello. Hello.
1: Welcome to Corporate Talk with Charles and Eva. And thank Thank you so much. Thank you and
3: congratulations on your almost four years.
1: Right. No, it's it's interesting. I mean, you know, it's kind of scary, right? Time flies.
2: It really is. I and mean, when we think about the number of people that we've spoken to, it's a little crazy. It's a little daunting. Yeah. I'm
1: getting a little, um, you know, I you don't getting know. Misty-eyed? I'm getting a little misty. I was almost <laughs> yesterday when I was playing shortstop with the Buttercrisp Big Shop in, in, in Mitchell Linden Little League. You know, and here we are right now. So. Um, so, Annette, um First off, maybe, like we always ask, can you share a website or some way that our listeners can check you out?
3: Absolutely. It's AnnetteGinuzziWick.com. That's my full name, A-N-N-E-T-T-E-J-A-N-U-Z-Z-I-W-I-C-K.com. Excellent. So You'll find links to all my blogs, events etc. Everything is right there on that one website.
1: Okay, so first off I want to share with the universe, right? That Annette has a lot of words. Right? And she she jumbles them up and she shares them with us. Right?
3: <laughs> um, that's one way to put it. So yeah. it's
1: you know it's really It feels
3: like that's how it happens.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's really, really valuable content, not only to read what Annette writes, and we'll get into some of that, but also to, you know, be a teammate with Annette because I, you know, Annette is someone that is, seems like she wants to help change the world as well, right? She is changing the world. So um, we really suggest you go to that website just to meet a teammate and then also see what um, you can gain from it. I just think that's, that's what we do here, right? That's yes, our job. So, so anyway, um, great work, Annette. And, Thank um, you. you have been writing for how long? Is that a, is that hmm. a big
3: question? 15, 20, close to 20 years. Okay. So, so 15 yeah.
1: to 20 years.
3: And what I like about
2: that she's been writing for this long is that she was also an IT person like we were. Oh, I didn't.
3: Absolutely, I, I must have not a computer have been paying attention. I Yes.
1: <laughs> wow.
2: Yeah, I told you that a million times. Yes, she's a <laughs> she's a former IT professional. Interesting. Right, and then now she writes, which is just amazing. And we'll talk a little bit about how that started. Yeah. Um. So
1: just to spin it a little bit for a yeah. second, just yeah. a second, okay, yeah. to corporate, right, and that. So right, right. I'm in the workplace and, you know, I know I have what I do. I have my virtual mentors that I, that I, um, utilize. So I'm communicating with coworkers. I'm communicating upwards, downwards, sideways. I have things I want to bring to the table. Um, I think someone like you can help with all of that. So, you know, we're, we're outside of the box a little bit here saying how, how an author, writer and facilitator can help us at work. But man, it's a no-brainer. That's how I see it, right? Because, Absolutely. you know, what makes you write? What makes you creative? I mean, what does it take? How do we put that into our daily work? You know, not everybody may want to write a book but everybody communicates, right? Right. That's the key, right? Um,
3: Absolutely.
1: So somehow, you know, you have this very unique gift to put what? Thoughts, ideas, creativity into words.
3: Emotions, right?
1: Emotions, yeah, and yeah. It's
3: mostly it's mostly emotions. Um, <clears throat> I think that lead people to um, the connection, and and really that's writing is all about making connections. And um, if you can connect with your uh, coworkers, your boss, underlings, uh, clients through that that connect, if you can figure out what, what's the connection point here, yeah. Um, yeah. and use your words. In a creative yeah. fashion to do that, um, you'll ha- you'll you'll have the foundation for a solid relationship.
1: So I I know Eva want I just want to say one more thing real quick. Yeah. <laughs> so how does it feel, right, Annette, um, to be an author, to write emotion, and knowing when your head hits the pillow, you're connecting with people kind of covertly because you know, hopefully they're reading what you wrote and find that connection and it must be like magical out there even though it's not, you know, it's not directly face-to-face, face-to-face right? How does that feel? Oh,
3: absolutely. And, you know, you're so hopeful when you're sending it out into the universe and you, you have this thought and how you think it's going to impact someone or something and, um, and then it truly is always a surprise when it comes back around and somebody does say this has impacted me. Um, I've had former high school classmates of mine contact me via phone and Facebook saying, you know, my mother is experiencing a lot of what I've been reading on your blog in terms of dementia and Alzheimer's. What do you recommend? You know, I've been reading your blog. I follow this. This is therapy for me. And um, it's, touching and it feels um, like a great responsibility. I have a responsibility to tell my truth, not the truth because everybody has a version of the truth. But And and if I have the uh, capability, you know, to tell my truth, then that might cause other people to step up and be courageous and, and tell their truth in whatever capacity, whether it's at work, uh, families at play, what have you.
1: Right. That's is that is your contribution to make a difference in the world. I, I mean, that is really, really cool, and it's very kind of, I don't know, humbling, or even uh, to use the term naked, to write your emotion. You know, I have a tendency to do that too, um, not, of course, with the um, talent that you have. But, <laughs> but so... If you can do that, and I can learn from it, then I get inspired by it, and then I can do it. And then I write, even if it's an email or a memo, and I try to inspire others. I mean, it's, it's a tsunami. It's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. It's yeah. not sarcasm. It's not you know better. It's just pure, honest, authentic emotion. Right. And then someone out there reads it, and they
2: connect with it. Someone that might feel alone in what they're going through, and then they read Annette's words and they connect with it and they don't feel so alone anymore. That's the connection.
1: Yeah, I mean, even just this introduction, I feel that, right? Right. Um, Okay, so right. sorry for the hoopla. We're kind of all over the place, but this is really, really moving. I know Eva has a lot of questions. We have to take our first break. Please stay with us. Corporate Talk with Charlie, Eva, and very special guest, author Annette Januzzi-Wick. We'll be right back.
0: CARE Certification in the Workplace is the award-winning shared leadership training seminar that will revolutionize your career and position you as the go-to person in your organization, regardless of your job description. CARE is the acronym for Courage to Take Action Relevant to Everyone. This means your new workplace mission is to deliver results for the good of the company, but not at the expense of others. Up until now, CARE certification was only available through company-sponsored seminars. But now you can become CARE certified in the workplace on your own time. Order Module 1 today and begin the transformation. There's unlimited opportunity in the workplace today, provided you have the right strategy. Becoming CARE certified is the right strategy. For more information and to order, go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. And now, let's return to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Thanks for staying with us, everyone. We're into segment two
2: with Author Annette Januzzi-Wick. and I want to kind of go through Annette's bio a little bit because I can't go through the whole thing because it's almost like when they introduced Captain Kirk at the intergalactic tribunal and then went on and on, right? And then, <laughs> um, but it's a pretty amazing bio, and so. Annette has written a book. It's called I'll Be in the Car, One Woman's Story of Love, Loss, and Healing. And we'll talk about that in a second. But she's also the author of two blogs. One is Getting My City On. It was kind of her moves from the – it's about her move from the suburbs into the city of Cincinnati, into the over-the-rhine area that is now being gentrified. And just that transition and all the stuff that she's seeing in the city, it's a great blog. And then she also has – um her blog Find You in the Sun which is about her mom and her mom's dementia and how she relates with her mom and it's really really emotional funny it's funny it's emotional it's you know it's heart wrenching at times it's a great blog it really just goes through that whole journey that she's going through and and that's what i really like about Annette's work is that she tells you what she's going through. You see it through her eyes, and it's so relatable, and it's so touching, and it's so well-written. I mean, it's just terrific. And um she also does a lot of work with facilitating at Women Writing for a Change. She also hosts Meaningful Mondays, which is poetry in the courtyard, which is one Monday out of the month um over in Cincinnati in downtown. And she also has um, created – Writing circles for individuals with Alzheimer's and young adults with devel- developmental disabilities, which is actually where we met. So, Annette, after all that, let's talk a little <laughs> bit about how I'll Be in the Car came about. And that, that was your first book and you wrote that, um, about losing your husband. And how, how did, what made you decide to actually write a book about that?
3: Right, And, and that's the, the story of how I came to writing uh, really begins there, not that we, we all do writing in our earlier um, college careers and whatnot. And, um, but when my first husband was diagnosed with cancer, we both, it was ironic, but simultaneously we were both keeping a diary. And um, but within weeks he was unable to because of the medication and focus and whatnot. Um, so I, so I kept up with mine, and and this was the early days of email and the internet. And so we were living in Oregon at the time. Most of our friends and family were back in Ohio. So email became a constant communication to let people know what was going on, how things were progressing, um, and then the, the writing journey really just followed, his name was Devin, really followed Devin's journey. And um, as he continued to go further into the the cancer journey, so did my writing. And and the writing became deeper. We spent uh, almost 100 days in Seattle for a bone marrow transplant. And in that period of time, I actually wrote a letter home to my mom for 100 days. So I wrote 100 letters home. Wow. And really, those letters became the basis of the book. I mean, that's when I I looked back later. My mother saved all those letters, and we're talking handwritten letters. My mother saved those, and and those became the bulk of of the story. And once I once I accomplished that, I I was well on my way. Like my writing muscle was almost overtaxed, <laughs> yeah, in a way. But I knew I had to do something. It's like you start working out and then you say, okay, now I need to start training for a marathon or a boxing match or, or you know, playing sports. And, um, it was, okay, what am I going to do with this now that I've developed this writing muscle?
2: And so when you went through, so a hundred letters, I mean, that's really, I didn't know that that's really amazing. I mean, to every day, sit down and write a letter to your mom about what was happening as well as, going through what you were going through, and keeping the diary, then yet, you know, but then in order to write the book, you had to go through all of that. Like, how hard was that to go through all that and start putting it together into an actual book?
3: You it, it was, putting it together was not the difficult part, but I, I, going back and, and editing and rewriting because there were times when I felt like I was removing a piece of history. like I was removing a piece of me. I was removing a piece of Devin. So I had to let go of a lot as I was cutting the words and, and shaping them and, and reforming them. But at the same time, that letting go is the healing process. Mm-hmm. And, and you start to have this crystallized vision of... What your experience was and what it meant, and and truly, when when you when you're writing a memoir, that's what it's all about. It it usually covers a certain time period where you you're coming into this event, and then you have this learning from this event in your life, whether it be large or small.
1: It just and seems memoir. like after that, there's no emotion that you cannot write about. Or handle. Or handle yeah. or share.
2: And right. and that's what I found about you know, that's what I found when I was reading the book is that the book is really vivid. Like the detail that you have in the book is really vivid. And I was thinking, I'm like, Wow, how did how were you able to do that? You know, to remember that so clearly and now we know it's because every day you were writing about it. And exactly. and at that time did you actually have the intent that you thought you might write a book or was it that you were just writing and just as a way no, to kind was, of you know, I communicate.
3: I was just writing. I yeah. was just writing, and um, and then later on, there's so much because of because I had a lot of the nuggets. I think mm-hmm. that helped imprint the whole experience. And and as I started you know, writing and rewriting, I could go back and reach for details that weren't even in the original letters because I could reimagine it. and and then pull those details in when I needed them later, which is, you know, a lot of writing instructors will tell you, you know, just get down the bone. That's what they mean by writing down the bone, because Mm -hmm. um, especially if you're writing memoir, you can add the skin later. You can add the cells later.
2: Oh, I like that. And, you know, it's it's really good about what you said about writing every day because so many people say they want to be writers, but – you have to sit down to the page and write, and you have to really write every day to get it all down, to get that level of detail down, to be
1: that observant. Yeah, that's also a really cool um, practice tool. Write a, something every day for 30 days and then go back, as Annette said, you know, and see if the bones in what you wrote can make you go deeper, even if it's a month later. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so there, you know... Um, um I get the emotion but this the writing skill was there also
3: yeah um right and you're right Charlie about you know dedicating yourself for just a block of time and say I'm I'm gonna try to do this for 10 days and there's actually a national novel writing month which is in, in November and that's a 30-day challenge um, to create a novel within a certain period of time and so and oh and we're currently in uh, National Poetry Month, so a lot of people are undertaking a write a poem every day and uh, posting those types of things on Facebook and social media. So um, there, there's a lot that uh, writers just need structure, and you have to create your own structure sometimes as a writer. You're not going to have your own. You're not always going to be given a deadline, and uh, you have to create your own.
2: Well, and that's so true, right? That's even, you even learned that when you're working from home, you know, when I used to work from home all the time, you know, doing even consulting work, you have to have that discipline, and it's the same thing with writers. You have to have that
1: discipline to sit down to the page. Um, and the courage to go in there and get that emotion out. Right. Right. Yeah, right. Um, and,
2: to, and to get all that down on the page, because... That's really what the re- what the reader then relates to is that emotion because they're actually
1: living a part of your life at that time. Yeah, I can see a lot of um, virtual hugs going your way, and that from readers that feel the connection. You know, and I it's one of those things where I know I'm right.
3: So yeah, well, it's interesting because with the two blogs. Um, the one about my mother, there's a, there's a whole set of emotions that are very, um, uh, you know, related to memory and reminiscing and relationships, and and then the, the city blog is related to you know just kind of sometimes things I get aggravated by or things that I get really passionate about and and worked up about, so. Yeah. Um, they both come from a very similar place, but, you know, they're almost two different veins of the same uh, same emotion, maybe. <laughs> mm-hmm. And
2: he, so just to be clear, though, prior to writing, you know, prior to what you went through with Devin and that journey, prior to that, had you written before or, or had you taken any writing? I know you have a computer science degree, but... Did you ever have any writing or any other kind of creative stuff in your background before this?
3: No, I didn't. Oh, that's cool. And uh, my very first uh, story that I remember getting any sort of positive feedback was ninth grade English class. And it was we had to write a superhero story. And so Annette Genuzzi, uh, that was my name at the time, I, I, and my nickname was Nettie. And so I wrote a story called Nettie Spaghetti and the Meatball Kid. <laughs> and that was my superhero story.
2: <laughs>
3: and and you and did well I on that
2: one. That's even got a catchy title. I mean that's there's a lot is just, you know, getting the title down.
3: Yeah. If I ever write children's books, I mean that's that's the one children's book I, I will write. Um, which is which is funny because, you know, they talk about in writing how important it is to write across different genres because that improves your writing. But um, ironically though, in my English class in um, let's see, my, my sophomore year in, in college, our uh, English instructor, it was just an English comp class, so there wasn't some um, English lit professor teaching this class, and I, I, I penned a story about my grandfather and his death, and that, that, actually, that story is in, I'll be in the car, but it really was, for me, a defining moment when I looked back and said, okay. I know how to write emotion. I know how to write about loss. Mm. And, and I know that loss moved me. So, you know, that it, there's kind of that loss as a thread in a lot of my writing. <clears throat> even, even my city writing seems to always go back to something about loss.
1: <laughs> there's enormous skill that came of that somehow, yeah, you know, that connection of that time and that emotion with the writing and um you know it's not something anyone can ever get anywhere except live through it right so more to come we're going to go ahead
2: and take our second break we'll Uh, be right back with annette januzzi wick this is corporate talk with charlie and eva
0: Charlie Labasco is an author, speaker, and trainer with over 40 years experience in the corporate workplace contact charlie today to interact influence and inspire others in your organization whether it's a one-hour keynote presentation or a five-day training seminar charlie is available to speak on many topics including making a difference in the workplace even as one person building shared leadership teams and his signature award-winning seminar care certification in the workplace charlie speaking at your organization will make a difference on day one for more information and to book Charlie, go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Let's get back to Charlie and Eva for more corporate talk on Talk Zone.
1: Okay, so we welcome back everyone, of course. We are so grateful to have all of our listeners, and we are very grateful to have Annette Genuzzi Wick. As a guest. Okay. Um, so, and then I'm going to, you know, I'm a little random, so just hold on for a little bit here. (laughs) Um, you know, I get inspired about certain things with our guests, right. And the things and, you know, my care model, care is an acronym, right? C A R E. The C in care is for courage. So for the corporate guys out there this is a lesson in courage right if you want to you want to make a difference grow some courage right you want to grow some courage be inspired by annette mm-hmm. read her words see her emotions see if that courage or can resonate in you and then you can go out and change the world too. That is the stuff that drives us to do this show. Mm-hmm. Right? I agree. So, um, you know, Nettie, great work. <laughs> um,
0: you know, I, I really,
1: really, really mean that. So, a couple of other things I wanted to say um, is, uh, let's see. You said something. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to come back at you, but you said something in that segment. Um you said something like we all have writing um classes you know that we took in college hello not me right not everyone so you know no
3: english comp you didn't have to do a required english comp
1: hello do we need to take another <laughs> break <laughs> no uh, that is you know some of us you know learn the hard way right yeah so we need people Absolutely. like you to learn from, okay? So that maybe when I speak and I'll, I'll humble myself, right? A lot of times it comes out as confrontational. Had I gone to that class, maybe I would know better, you know, and I get inspired when I meet people like you because, you know, and this is, this is really Authentic, what I'm saying. We've had many, 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 many guests and just about all of them have a book. Mm -hmm. Some of them are sarcastic. Some of them are know it all. Some of them are how to. Some of them are out there, right? And they're all, and they're all great. They're all great.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. (laughs) But yours is not really anything like any of those. It's more about each and every one of us in life, right? Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's really, really um, moving, and I love it. So I'm just gonna say thank you again.
3: Thank <laughs> I you. Terms, say, you know, you mentioned something else about, um, you know, the word confrontational, and what writing does for me is it helps me. I'm Italian. You're Italian. You know, this, you got to dial it down a notch sometimes. So the writing for me is a way to help me not just process, but really to just dial it down a notch and say, what, what's the best way of looking at this problem? Um, you know, what's the best solution? With So it basically helps unscramble my brain a little bit too and, yeah. and get yeah. rid of some of the, the, the anger or whatever it is, agitation that clouds your mind. And helps you get your thoughts down more clearly.
1: No, I, I believe me. Uh, I'm learning. I'm learning to crawl.
2: However, I think that if you had taken that writing class in your old neighborhood, it would have just fueled it. Citizens, <laughs> I'm here to
1: orate, orate. As, so. Oh wait, Annette. Okay, tell us uh, how we can get to your book. How can can we purchase your book? What can we do? to learn more about you, can we find that stuff on your website, or do we go elsewhere?
3: Absolutely. You can find it on my website, uh, AnnetteGinuzziWick.com. There are links that will take you to it's, uh, the Amazon page for, and again, the title is, I'll Be in the Car, One Woman's Story of Love, lost and Reclaiming Life. But if you... Use the Amazon search en- engine and type in, I'll be in the car. You'll be able to find copies of the book. Excellent. dot e- 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 com.
1: Excellent. You know, well, writing also means spelling. spelling.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, so there's... Two additional things I want to bring up in this segment, but I want to just go back to the courage for again for one second because, you know, what do I do? I beat stuff to death, right? I mean, until people get it, right? Yes. Right. So all these corporate guys out there that ask us, why do you go so far off topic when, you know, and call your show corporate talk? Believe me, um, if I want to be a leader, be courageous. If I want to be stronger at what I do, if I want to, you know, be even more proud of who I am, I need to be inspired by someone, right? And I would challenge anyone to find a stronger person than. Annette. And if you disagree, read the book Mm -hmm. and then tell me. Right. Right. So, um, believe me, I get it. We're never going to mess with you, Annette. Um, Mm -hmm. we, we think you do great stuff. Yes, we do. Um,
3: now you, and you know, Charlie, back to your point about, you know, taking things, you know, so far off topic. And, um, I, I think, you know, writing helps a lot with that as well too. Um, you know, when people find out about my blogs and they read my blogs, oh, I, I happen to read that blog post of yours and I didn't know that you felt this way, blah, 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 blah. And it might mm-hmm. not even be related to anything that we are interacting with at that present time. It might be mm-hmm. related more to my mom or or what have you. So, you know, I think going far enough off topic is what allows people to find connection.
1: Yep, that's exactly right. That's exactly what we do. And you are so right. I can learn from your blogs how not to say, you know, we got to hit him. We got to hit him. I'll get the muscle. You know, I could learn how to be an adult and, and actually be a leader in my create own way and create connections in right, communication and conversation. The other thing I wanted to bring up skill-wise, which we haven't yet, is you also said something in that segment that I thought was really, really, really cool, and you said cutting the words, okay? So you do some writing, and what happens then? You cut the words, or, you know, how does that work as a writer?
3: It's painful. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you, you create, you work hard at these beautiful, beautiful passages. And sometimes when you go back and look at all of the passages as they flow together, um, you know, that, that one most beautiful passage is so disruptive to the rest of the message that you, you have to cut it. So, you know, in our speak, we call it kill all the little darlings. And um, it's interesting right now, so I'm working on a, a piece of fiction and my husband is listening as I read and and I can tell as I read out loud which darlings I need to kill, what words mm-hmm. need to be cut, um, just because they, they seem to, in this case, take the reader off the topic of the message, you know, take them off course of the story, which is something you don't want when you're reading a a work of fiction.
1: I just,
2: you know, know, and it's so
3: true when you
2: read something out loud, it just, it makes such a difference. Right when you start reading it, you think,
1: oh, that's got to go. Yeah. But I, I can't get past the fact that you write your emotion and then publish it with the utmost respect for the reader's if this isn't going to work for the reader, I mean, I, I can tell you, if, you know, if I wrote every single word, in my opinion, it would be Oscar-level, right? <laughs> I would have a hard time cutting out one word. You would. Uh, right. Yeah, you would. So, right. you know, you know best because of your gift and your skill, but also because of your respect for the craft what you need to do for the listeners. It's really interesting Interesting. for the reader. And yeah, it's really, it's unbelievable. It's a real talent. Um,
3: You have to be willing to let go. You have, you have to be willing to let go. Um, And, and again, I I think that's been shaped from my personal experience of the, the writing at the same time I was writing this book, um, also grieving and healing and, and knowing that as I was fluffing off layers of words, that I was coming back in the living. And having learned that lesson, I, I know that when I sit down to write something, when I carve out all the extraneous words, that I'm going to have something that is even more impactful mm-hmm. than what I started with. Does that
1: mean you really all, you also connect with yourself when you write? the way readers might connect with
3: the author? Oh, absolutely, and and I think you wind up by, by carving out a lot of the fluff, if you will. Um, you, you get straight, you go straight to the heart of something. You can you wind up going deeper because you are getting rid of all of the um, extraneous phrases and and things that you thought were cute or the cliches or um, what have you. Whatever feels like it doesn't flow, it doesn't flow because it's not connected to the heart of the story.
2: Wow. Um, well, and, you know, when you're writing, though, Annette, I mean, so mu- so much of your writing is so personal. And how was it that you were able to, at first, share that? I would have a really tough time sharing personal writing to have it be critiqued and then have pieces of it be told that needed to be edited or reworked. That would be, to me, one of the toughest things. And I would think that a lot of times that's where writers stop writing.
3: Absolutely, you, you absolutely hit a block at that point in time, and um, and and I did. I, uh, there were times when I would be working through the book and the editing and thinking, I can't do this anymore. I can't and because it's so personal. I'm, I can't keep looking at my life like this. I I cannot mm-hmm. do this. Um, and and yet, as a writer, you just keep pushing through. You keep pushing through. You keep pushing through. And, and there are times when you do have to set aside, uh, pieces of work and, and maybe it's years before they see the light of day. Yeah, it's, and, you know,
1: and um, it's, um, we don't know that. Mm-hmm. We only see the finished product. We right. say, oh, she wrote a book. I mean, the, uh, levels of accomplishment throughout, first <laughs> going in there and getting the emotion out and then putting it on paper, and then sharing it, and then cutting it. and So now knowing, okay, what you do to get to the finished product, kind of like the Beatles, right, right? I want to see that finished product because I know it's been really, really, really mastered, right you know. I mean, it's uh, unbelievable. Okay, so we have to take our last break, um, uh, which I don't want to do, but we will. Because this is really good stuff, but AnnetteJacuzziWick.com, A-N-N-E-T-T-E, J-A-N-U-Z-Z-I, W-I-C-K.com. Corporate talk with Charlie Neva and Annette will be right back.
0: Let Charlie Labosco show you how to revolutionize your presence in the workplace. Charlie is looking to improve the workplace, and by that he means your relevance in it. Charlie has over 40 years in the corporate workplace. He has seen the unbelievable, mind-boggling, off-the-charts changes in technology, but no real change in our day-to-day and sometimes toxic workplace behavior. Charlie's mission is to revolutionize the workplace by providing the training and the tools needed to lead any organization, regardless of your job description. For more about Charlie and how to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, visit charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Welcome back to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com.
2: Thanks for staying with us, everyone. We're in our final segment with Annette Januzzi-Wick. Annette is an author, writer, blogger, and she was also nominated Cincinnati's Best Local Author in 2015. I am a blog
1: follower, I promise, from now on.
2: You better be, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You better be. And so actually that's what I wanted to talk about now is – I wanted to talk about the blogs a little bit in our final segment. Um, One of your blogs is getting my city on. Talk about how that started in, in what that blog's all about.
3: Well, that has an interesting birth for me. We moved from our home in the suburbs uh, two years ago. And at the time I've been living in the suburbs for, you know, 15, 16 years after our move back from Oregon. And, um, you know, I knew within, within days of, of sitting at my desk once I set it back up again and, and found all of my cords that um, it, it just felt different. Like I couldn't write the same blog pieces that I would had been writing before um, that were, you know, merely just daily observations of, of things that were happening in my life. And I felt there was this new voice that was forming somewhere inside of me, and, and I couldn't say how or where, when it would appear, but um, it, it was just a, a sense I had, and I thought, well, this is a, a new journey, and I should just catalog this and see where this goes, and so, you know, it started by just some really kind of high-level sorts of observations about uh, various activities or for various entities around town or, or things that I found fascinating within the city that maybe the average person didn't or, or, or didn't know about. And uh, But then there was the occasional, um, the one piece that really took off was um, I was just frustrated by the number of people that would say, well, where do you grocery shop down there? I live four blocks from a historic public market. And, and they are open every day of the week, but Monday. Um, so the part of me was responding to it as a fan of the market. And also there is a, uh, a local Kroger's here. It's a little bit smaller. And the uh, let's just say some of the clientele is not necessarily um, the same as the clientele out in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. But when you go into the store, it, it's an inner city store. Um, however, it's clean. It's well stocked. I can get um, dark brown sugar. I found there one day. Mm-hmm. Um, I found Keurig K cups there one day, and um, so mm-hmm. so yeah. The, the most passionate blog came out of that experience when people say, "Well, where do you grocery shop down there?" And and it was like, "There's there's places to go. It, it, you have to just you, you have to readjust your expectations." and well, you know,
1: and, knowing mm-hmm. now what I learned about you in this show, that's you doing what you say is your responsibility to bring that awareness to people.
2: Well, and I think it's really important that you're writing this blog because people don't understand what it's like to live in a city and you can't understand it by just going to visit on a weekend. You have to actually live it and you have to actually walk it. And that's what you do. You run, you walk, you're around this city, you're on foot. You don't see a city unless you're there at, you know, six in the morning and at midnight, that's the only way to really get to know what city life is about.
3: And you have to be observant, and as a writer, you know, that has taught me, you know, I've developed a lot of my observation skills through that, and so you wind up noticing the little details that not everybody notices, or you watch the way the sun falls down um, the alley as it, it comes through the alley that looks, out, you know, uh, runs out to city hall, and and so you start to gain all these different perspectives. Once mm-hmm. you are on foot at all hours of the day um, and seeing things in, in different lights, and uh, so yeah, it's been a way of, of really um, mm-hmm. opening up my own mind and, and challenging my own perceptions as well too, and, and answering my own question about okay, where will I grocery shop? How will I grocery shop? You know, how will I live in this new life I'm making?
1: So yeah. if if you're how often do you blog about the inner city?
3: Uh, the the city blog t- tends to be um, every other week and mm-hmm. sometimes once a week. Um, but trying I'm just... to pick up that pace a little bit more, you know, as as I've lived here longer and I, now that I'm more involved and and I've got more topics that seem to have some uh, heft to them. Yeah, no,
1: I think it's, I think it's, again, a huge responsibility and a benefit to the community because not only to that, to your community, but others in mm-hmm. the country that can learn what you have learned and experienced and that, you know, if you make the move back in or if you're in, you know, look at it this way, right? Right. And, um... I think I think that's really good that what you're doing I think it's really helpful I really do because it's it's taking politics out of the equation it's taking all that stuff out of the equation and just showing what it's like to live And just showing right there. what it's like to live there with enormous writing skill <laughs> right
3: Yeah and and you know I'm here to witness it all and um, whether it's uh, like luminosity which was the spectacular light event that the Cincinnati Symphony held last summer, or um, I've got a poem I wrote about a young girl that that I've been tutoring for the past year. So, um, you know, it's a a really broad, and sometimes I'll I'll publish my poetry on the blog as well too, because I'm, I'm just capturing an image or a sentiment that doesn't necessarily require a lot of explanation. You know, it's just a story that wants to be told in a different format. so.
2: No, it's terrific. Yeah. And, you know, I wanted to also, because we just have only like two minutes left, but I, I wanted to talk briefly and get it in about your blog about your mom, and that's the latest book that you're writing. So can you talk about that a little bit?
3: Absolutely. So my mother has been experiencing dementia for somewhere around seven years. And um, for a long time, I actually facilitated writing circles for individuals with Alzheimer's. And and then when um, when it turned out that she came to Cincinnati to live live here and for me to oversee her care, um, I, I spent a lot of time with her. And so again, that that writer in me couldn't help but observe and, and feel the need to write about it. Mm-hmm. And and there were a lot of challenges because you know, she went into a memory care home after my father passed away. So there was a lot of transition and a lot of acceptance and a lot of grief and a lot of love that, um, and and all four sometimes in the same day um, when I'm visiting Mm -hmm. with her. So I'm just reaching out to readers in a way to help them cope because this is is a thing. People um, our age, my age, are starting to experience parents who are, um, if if you are if we are beat, if you have beaten cancer if you have beaten heart disease, you will wind up with Parkinson's. You will wind up with dementia or Alzheimer's, and and these are the emotions you you need to be um, anticipating.
1: Yeah, I'm going to, to, to do that. an Oprah for a second. Um, I love that. You know, it's very deep. And um, when you say you experience. All of those emotions going through something like this, mm-hmm. and oftentimes all in the same day. Right. That was really intense, um, Annette. Um, just imagine what that's like.
2: And so the name of that blog is Find You in the Sun. Is that correct?
3: Correct. Findyouinthesun.com. And so that's a take on a uh, lyrics from Frank Sinatra, a Frank Sinatra song, and my mother. A huge fan of Frank Sinatra and I'm working currently on a novel of the same title Find You in the Sun. It's a fictional story based on some real life experiences with my mother but it's about a young woman who sets out to sing and, and wants to be adored and, and find her singing voice like Sinatra found his singing voice and then 50 years later um, her daughter is is now dealing with the mother's dementia and trying to figure out why Sinatra was important to her mother. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, that's um, really good. uh, So it's really all about, um, you know, the power of music and and how we can still um, hold on to memories or or find a way to hold our memories through music, even if if our loved ones have lost their mind.
1: I can't wait. Um, I can't wait. And I'm a blogger. I'm a blog follower now for sure, and we're going to share this all week. Well,
2: Annette, thank you so much. What a great show. We're out of time, but we really loved talking to you today, and we're so glad that you were able to join us and to um, share all of your experiences in your
3: writing.
1: AnnetteJanuziWick.com. Mm.
3: Thank you, and thank you so much for having me as your guest. I really enjoyed it, too.
1: Oh, we were very grateful, and we learned a lot.
2: And to all our listeners, again, you can learn more about Annette at AnnetteJanuziWick.com. Dot com. That's J-A-N-U-Z-Z-I. And also you can um, find more there about her blogs, Find You in the Sun and Getting My City On.
1: Join the team, guys. Let's make a difference together and let's follow Annette.
2: Absolutely. So thanks for listening. Have a great week. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva.